Right. And this is for Brendan, we give given parashas mechokese, tafshmir aleph. Let's go right to it. Ha'schos ha'shavu parashas in brachas. The beginning of this, this, this week's parasha is all blessings. Since the beginning of everything is the predominant, the main part of that thing, the beginning is the main part. Therefore, you should always look at the beginning of things. So it comes out that the main subject of this parasha is brachas, which is uh, really the opposite of the way people think about this parasha. If you ask someone, what's this parasha about? They'll say it's the opposite of brachas. But uh, that's not the correct way of looking at it. To understand what the main thing of something is, look at the beginning. The beginning is brachas. This is even sweeter. This that this idea that we're saying that the main subject of the parsha is brachas, even though a good chunk of it talks about the opposite of brachas. But this idea is actually uh, not only referring to the beginning of the parsha, but even further on, where it talks about the opposite of brachas. The Al-Dreb explains that even those subjects are really an MS, they're only brachas, just like the beginning of the parasha. Right? Right. Well, because, right, yeah. Seemingly, it's not. Right. Only it seems like they're not brachas, but the MS is they are only brachas. Einem rak brachas. Well, maktam akosa atenai lakavosa brachas. And the Torah introduces the condition to receiving all these brachas, and the condition is, if you will go in my chukim. And Rashi says that refers to working hard and studying Torah. As we learned earlier this week, the reason why Rashi doesn't say simply talk about mitzvahs is because it says later on in the Pasuk, and you'll guard my mitzvahs. So mitzvahs are already discussed. So what's referring to? It's referring to... Uh, a choyk is something super rational. It's talking about being a super rational devotion to the study of Torah. Not just studying Torah, but I'm meilimater. When you work hard in the study of Torah, that's the key to bring all these amazing brachas. Hashem's telling us, if you will keep these mitzvahs, that itself empowers us to make this happen. Um, I'm not sure if that was referring to the same thing that the Alter Rebbe uh, uh, says about the, for this first uh, verse. The Alter Rebbe says this verse is Hashem empowering us. It's a request. Hashem is asking us, please, go in my mitzvahs. I want to give you rachas. I want good things to happen to you. So please do this. Please work hard in the study of Torah. So Hashem's request itself empowers us. Uh, and through doing doing this, to thrust studying Torah in a way of Amelma Torah, working hard in the study of Torah, this brings us to the brachas that the Torah continues and discusses. I'll give you rain in its season. And the main bracha, Hashem says, I'll lead you upright to the line of Eretz Yisrael, bring to the coming of Mashiach. So after the Rebbe said his first talk, then the Rebbe said a mimer. And then after the Mimer, uh, let's go to Ezgimel. It says in the Mimer 
that the Rebbe just recited this Febrenian, that when Mashiach will come, there will be the revelation of Hashem's essence. Something which is far beyond all the worlds. Compared to Hashem's essence, there is no higher and there is no lower. Everything is equal. So there won't be a need to do what Hasidus says is usually necessary to uh, receive light of Hashem. Uh, for example, Shulis is coming. What do you need to do to receive light of Shulis? You need to prepare. You do Tzvirs Eimer and you refine yourself as the Jewish people needed to do then when they left Egypt. They weren't ready to receive the Torah. They had to, there was a lot of refinement that was done by them being in Egypt, but that needed to be revealed. And that was through the, the four, nine, nine days of preparation for the giving of the Torah. They refined themselves. So you learn about the Yantif. You prepare yourself. You get in, and, you, and, and that, that makes you a vessel for it. When Mashiach will come, sin's revelation will come from the essence of Hashem. Who compared to Hashem's essence, the highest world, the lowest worlds are all, all equal. Don't be in need to refine ourselves to receive it. I will close my Hashachim and When the divine flow is from a, a level of godliness that has some connection to creation, so then to bring it down, it, you need to be somewhat worthy. So as, as worthy as you are, as refined as you are, as, as much of a receptacle as you are, that's the kind of divine flow you be, you'll be able to receive. And therefore, if you're talking about a lower level of godliness, a level of godliness which is connected to creation somewhat, so then there's a need for us to do something. But regarding the essence of Hashem that will be revealed, Mashiach will come, at that level there's no one who could possibly say they're ready for it. And it's not, there's no way to be ready for it. Compared to Hashem's essence, everything is... Is uh, it's beyond creation completely? So there was a there was a chassid who who said um, uh, who was it? I don't remember who it was. He said like this: Darten vu edel vetnish bringnish nenter grav machnish veiter. At a level of godliness where uh, being refined doesn't get you closer, being coarse doesn't make you farther. I'm talking about God's essence. So if if edel doesn't make you nenter, then grav doesn't make you farther. If Edel being more refined doesn't get, get you more in touch with the essence of Hashem, because it's the essence of Hashem is no, it's beyond all creation. So, being coarse. Is he trying to say that at that level there's no Edel or coarse? Or is he saying there is only one good Edel? Hashem's essence is beyond Atsilos, and Atsilos in this world are the same compared to Hashem's essence. So, then it's not relevant. So, no need to refine, right? No need for refinement, right? So, on that subject, there's a story of his parents wanted a child for many years, didn't have a child. They asked a certain tzaddik named Ramonachai for a bracha. This Ramonachai, I'm not sure if this is the same Ramonachai that uh, we'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a chassid of the Baal Shem Tov's name Ramonachai. The, the whole book of the previous Rebbe, uh, the letter, uh, the previous Rebbe sent there with Sechai Mushka, the making of Chassidim, that, that's all about the same Ramonachai. So Ramonachai, uh, that tzaddik, who was a chassid of the Baal Shem Tov, 
he gave a blessing to the parents of this Mordechai that we're talking about, the Mitra Abbas Chassid, his name was Mordechai, and he told the parents, I'll give you a bracha to name, uh, to have a child, but name your child after me. This, so in other words, a Chassid of Al Shemta is asking Chassidim in the Mitra Rebbe to name their child after him. And indeed, they had a child, and they named him Mordechai, and the Mitra Rebbe appointed him to be a, uh, the, the mentor, the Chassidic mentor, the Mashpia of the city of Haradok. Parenthetically, this is a famous Ramarchai uh, who uh, was quoted in the Yom Yom on the fifth of year, who he said in the name of the Baal Shem Tev, that an Ashama waits for thousands of years to come to this world. And why is it waiting? It's waiting to come into a body in order to be able to do a Jew a favor of Bagashmias. And especially do a Jew a favor, Baruchnius, to do a spiritual favor. As the song goes, wears and tears, the Shama suffers in a body for 70 or 80 years to do one Jew a favor, and especially do a Jew a favor, a spiritual favor. Deba said, Someone visited me. For, for, in other words, for a private audience with the Rebbe. And the guy complained to the Rebbe and says, I don't see any, uh, that I have accomplished anything. The Rebbe said to him, sorry, he told the Rebbe, um, I can make a calculation. Uh, what happened on this day, what happened on that day, and I could show you that I didn't do anything. I haven't accomplished anything. I don't come a chamer. In the Shema you read this. If the soul descends to a body to do one person a favor, a physical favor, a spiritual favor, even to one Jew, so you're in a place where there are, in a, where there are many Jews, how much more so is there a uh, point in your Neshama being here? And furthermore, even if you're in a place where there are no Jews, when a non-Jew sees how you behave regarding how you keep Shabbos and how you keep tefillin and how you're, how you're steadfast to your devotion to Hashem, that causes the non-Jew to withhold one day from doing something not nice to a Jew. So, so when someone's saying to the Rebbe that, um, okay, okay I, I read this wrong. The guy told the Rebbe, I'm not accomplishing anything. And he's saying to the Rebbe, I only did this what I did today, this what I did the other day. And there was like, there was commenting on this and saying, what are you talking about? Well, Shanda says that, that uh, thank you very much. Shanda, Shanda says that Shanda comes to the world to do a person a favor one time. So, so if you're in a city where there are many Jews, of course you're accomplishing amazing things. And even if there are no Jews, still your, your influence on the non-Jew will cause the non-Jew to, uh, to behave better in his, in t- towards, towards Jews. Uh, let's go back to the story of One time, the famous Sadiq Marchev visited Haradok. On the one hand, Mordechai had his Rebbe. He was a Chas of the Mitla Rebbe. So he knew that, you know, I'm not, uh, he, he wasn't feeling that, that he needs a uh, uh, another, uh, another, n- another Rebbe. He has his Rebbe. On the other hand, since he was a Chabadnik, 
In other words, since he was he was smart and understood the value of the occasion, he didn't want to lose the opportunity of meeting someone who they said about him is a tzaddik. Someone whose body is pure and holy from birth, especially because this tzaddik was also the mechut in the Mitl Rebbe. The Mitl Rebbe and this Martabatul uh, Chanabler, they both had a, they both were parents of a uh, of a groom and bride. They were related by marriage. And so after he thought about this, and this is his conclusion, he said, I'm going to visit this, he's in town, he's in town, I'm going to go, I will visit him. When Mordechai of Haradok, this chassid, went to visit Mordechai of Chernobyl, so this Mordechai was speaking about tzaddikim. And he said, tzaddikim don't need to do any service of Hashem. They don't need to refine themselves. When Mordechai of Haradok heard this, he says, even tzaddikim need to serve, need to refine themselves. Everyone needs to serve Hashem. No such thing as someone does not need to serve Hashem. When their mortal chonabos saw, sorry, when Mordechai of Haradok saw that the tzaddik is not exactly appreciating his criticism of his uh, of his words, so Mordechai of Haradok added something. It says, it says in the Torah that when God made the world, it says. Um, all the Torah is describing all the things that God created to do. All the things that God created, last is to do. So the Gemara says, what does it mean God created them? God created various, everything in the world to do. The Gemara says, Lasakin, everything in the world needs to have a tikkun. So even, so Mordechai of Haradak told the Matal Chernobyl, he said that even the godly energy, which is within creation, also needs to have a tikkun. Not just the creations, but but Elohim, even the godly energy in creation, also needs a tikkun. Oh, sorry, tikkun means... needs to be uh, uh, rectified, needs to oh. be elevated, needs to, needs to, So when Mordechai heard, heard of when when the Motel Chernobler, uh heard this, that even godliness needs to be rectified, even godliness needs to be elevated, the godly energy within creation also needs to be be, be, be rectified somewhat. That made him feel better, and he wasn't um, upset anymore at this guy criticizing his words. So what this means for us is as follows. Even though when Mashiach will come, there won't be a need to do a specific service of Hashem because there'll be a revelation of God's essence. And we're right now approaching Mamish. Literally, we're up to the time of the Geula. And we're talking about how things will be when Mashiach will come. If Yirmiyah, although most of his prophecies were about the destruction of Yisamigdash, nevertheless, he also prophesies how ten, the ten tribes will, will return. So, that's even in the time of Yirmiyah, how much more so now, um, uh, we're close to the time of Mashiach. However, there is now before, and Mashiach comes, there won't be a need to serve Hashem to rectify ourselves, to prepare for the revelation, because it's a revelation of God's essence. However, there it says, now we do need to serve, to serve Hashem, we need to remove all the concealments of godliness in our life. And one of the ways, one of the main ways to remove the concealments one of the main concealments that there are in this world is, is yeshus. Yeshus means this sense of self. And, um, and the way to remove the yeshus is through bit. So there is yeshus, which is one of the greatest ways God hides himself is in ourselves, in our sense, in our sense of self, in our sense of uh, self and uh, each person according to their, uh, their, their opinion of, them, of themselves and their 
consideration for themselves and how self-absorbed they are. That, however self-absorbed we are, that's that's a big concealment of godliness. As the previous Rebbe said, I is a source of all evil. The, the, the fact that you are uh, it, it, your, that your opinion uh, matters so much versus Hashem's opinion. Uh, that's or other the needs of other people in your life, whatever. That's it's not it's not, it's not a revelation of Hashem's truth. It's the opposite. The, the, the more more self-absorbed we are, the more consumed there is. The more bit bottle we are, the more devoted we are to Hashem, the more the more self-abnegation we practice before Hashem. That's how we remove this concealment. So, although we're talking about Mashiach will come, don't be a need to remove the concealment of godliness, and don't be need to prepare for the revelation after Mashiach comes, because we're talking about a, a revelation of God's essence. However, now we do before Mashiach comes. There is a, there is a need to remove the concealment of godliness. And what kind of concealment is there? Uh, a major concealment is in this idea of self-centeredness. Um, so to learn exactly how important it is to have this sense of devotion to Hashem and to remove uh, this sense self-centeredness, we can learn a lesson from the Haftorah this week. Uh, the Haftorah this week says the famous verse, blessed is the man who trusts in God and Hashem is his security. Before saying this, the verse says, Cursed is man who trusts in man and puts his uh, trust in, in the flesh and blood and removes his heart away from Hashem. So that's what the verse says. Chassidus explains that there are four different titles for man. There is Adam, Ish, Gever, and Enish. And these two, four titles for man are divided in two other categories, Adam and Ish. So, Adam is a title that's used to describe a person who's intellectual. And generally, Adam refers to the godly soul. And the main ingredient of the godly soul is the intellect. Ish is a title of the emotions. And it refers mostly to the animal soul. The predominant uh, makeup of the animal soul is emotions. And even the intellect in the animal soul is merely a, a tool of the emotions. That's, those are the two titles. Adam, Adam refers to the godly soul, the intellectual part of us, and, and uh, Ish refers to the emotional part of us, the animal part of us. What are the two other titles? Gever and Enish. Gener, Gever and Enish are titles that describe the, uh, the kind of Adam and Ish we have, the kind of, in quantity and quality, how much Adam, how much Ish do we have? Do we have... Uh, a strong amount of of intellect, a healthy amount of emotions, strong amount of emotions. Gever means there, that there is a a uh, um, that there is a, a powerful uh, uh, set of whether it's intellect or emotions. And enish means that there's a weakness in one of those two areas. So when the verse says cursed is the is the gever, gever means uh, strength. So cursed is a gever, cursed is, a, is the man who trusts in man. What this means is, the guy thinks that his gever, that his strength is because of his godly soul, because of his intellect. And then the apostle continues, and he says he puts flesh as his strength. If some boss is raised, he says, what's my strength, my flesh? He thinks that his power, his strength is because of bossar. Because of his body, he has a refined body. So, so, the, so, so let me re- read this verse. The verse is saying, 
The verse begins with by saying like this. The verse is saying, Curse is a person who trusts in man. What is he trusting in? What's man mean? Man means a godly soul. He's trusting in his godly soul. So gever, he's saying, what's my strength? I'm the gever. Gever means strength. What's my gever? My gever is Adam. My gever is my godly soul. I'm doing great. I have a godly soul. That's his first mistake. Then he goes to a bigger mistake and he says, you know what my, my mistake is? Um, you know what my strength is rather? My strength is my body is so refined and so pure. I don't need to do anything to rectify myself. My body is so elevated and pure. I am, you know, I'm this, 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 this walking gift to, to mankind kind of guy. Uh, until he reaches a state, that, so that's his first mistake and his second mistake. His first mistake is his, is, is self-entitlement by thinking I don't need to serve, uh, rectify myself at all, I have an neshama. His second mistake is, well, maybe my body is refined. And this brings him to a third mistake as the verse continues and says, he removes his heart from God. What that means is that even regarding the physical things going on in his life, he says, it's my strength and my power that brought me all these things. So what's the advice for this guy? The advice for this guy is that even while, though, even while he's at this high level, even though he has a high soul, he has a refined body, don't trust in yourself. Only trust in Hashem. As the Pasuk says, uh, as, the, as the next verse says, blessed is a man who trusts in God, and God is his security. And ask Hashem to help you. In the language of the conclusion of the Haftorah this week, heal me God and I will be healed, save me and I will be saved. That means that when the Neshama descends to a body, into a, and especially when it's among Gentiles, the Neshama screams out to God and asks God, to help him. That's, that's what the end of this, the, the author is talking about. Not talking about a person being sick necessarily. Talking about Hashem is saying, Hashem, heal me. Hashem, help me. I'm, I'm, I'm in a body, animal, soul. So, the, so in short, we've said so far is you've got an issue with this self-centeredness, this animal. They're, 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 that's a problem. And even though Mashiach will come, there, there's no need to refine yourself. But now there's a concealment. You're dealing with the concealment of Galileans. You've got to get rid of that. And the way to get rid of that is, is by uh, don't trust in yourself. Trust only in Hashem. Okay, in the end of the Febrengen, or throughout the Febrengen, um, Nebbe spoke to one of the people by the Febrengen who was in the army. Nebbe said, the previous Rebbe, the Rebbe, has the, had the, has the power to make, even out of a piece of wood, a chassid. A chassid is someone who does the will of the Rebbe. So automatically, someone who does the will of the Rebbe, no matter how he may look externally, he's a chassid. Ah, so a person may say that since I look at this this way, and among Gentiles, how can I be called a chassid? But the truth is, by doing the will of the Rebbe, the Rebbe makes you a chassid. Even though your appearance and even though your garments are different, the Rebbe makes you a chassid. And automatically, uh, you're like the Rebbe himself, the way the Rebbe is wearing his royal garments, and the Rebbe, and the Rebbe is now royal garments, is now vesting himself in simple clothing. In other words, like, you're, 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 uh, um, okay. Um, so, 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 so it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what's going around you. It doesn't matter who you're living with. Doing the will of the Rebbe makes you a chassid, and the, and the, the Rebbe, uh, and, that, and regarding doing the will of the Rebbe, there's a famous letter of the Rebbe to Jewish soldiers. And in this letter he writes, the previous Rebbe wrote a letter to Jewish soldiers in World War II, that all the events in a person's life like going to the army, are decided by divine providence. And there's a goal that Hashem has for them. And it's connected to Torah mitzvahs. And even though externally it may seem that there's another reason for this, and that reason 
that first of all, that apparent reason is only temporarily. But Torah and mitzvahs are forever. And through the Torah and mitzvahs, the Jewish people are bound with Hashem, are bound with Hashem eternally. So automatically you have to use this uh, going to the army for the sake of Torah and mitzvahs. And this is in addition to the Rebbe's instruction that every soldier should make an effort every day to put on tefillin, to say Tehillim, to learn Chumash with Rashi, and to learn about uh, faith in, in the discourses that were printed in English, etc. So by acting according to the will of the Rebbe, that will also add in your security. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, maybe it says... I think they were saying the difference. I think they were using the word bitachin. Bitachin means trust in Hashem. So acting according to the will of the Rebbe will also add in the certainty in the, that Hashem will guard you even when you're at the front and will bring you back healthy and whole and automatically will go with joy as the pre- previous Rebbe taught that soldiers, when they go out to war, they go out with a march of victory and that makes them successful. Uh, another a version of this for bringing, this, this thing wasn't edited, another version Rebbe mentioned um, to this soldier that he should um, do, make, look to do favors to the Jews there and even for the non-Jews there, that they should also see the way a Jew behaves and, and, and that will affect them also, that they will act kinder to, uh, to, to Jews. All right. Hazakab, we'll stop here. Thank <laughs> you.